listen to the alternative radio questions virtual reality sponsored by isedn.org is there life beyond the big four search engines are webmasters spending more than they need to or leaving money on the table what opportunities exist on the margins spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines now step into the alternative with your host Jim Hedda Hey, welcome to The Alternative for Thursday, May 31st. This is like the last Thursday in May. It's, the year's gone by like so fast. We got an amazing show today. We have Neil Patel, a fellow who goes by the name Pre-Sell Page Man, and Rebecca Kelly from SEO Moz rounding out the hour. And today we're talking about links, link building, link networks, link baiting, and just about anything you want to talk about with links. Um, how you doing, Dave? I'm doing very well. How are you, Jim? I'm good. This was a this was a frantic show to put together. <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. But uh, but it all comes together, and, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's a, a really interesting lineup, and uh, I, I'm sure you've met them all as well. And uh, with just a, a great cast and an intelligent cast. So, oh really yeah, this is better than Gilligan's Island. And <laughs> takes less time. Takes a third of the time too. Um, let's jump right into some really neat stuff happening in the tech world now. I was uh, looking through. Uh, Looking through the search headlines, and I came across a story about um, Microsoft's newest creation. I don't know what else to call it. It's um, called Microsoft Surface. It's like a computer built into your coffee table surface. How cool is that? It's amazingly cool. It reminds me of um, that Tom Cruise movie. Um, oh God, I'm facing the name again. <laughs> Collateral damage? Collateral damage. It was, yeah. Um, where he's waving at the computer screen and then manipulating a, a wall of monitors, um, manipulating data across this wall of monitors. I remember looking at that movie and saying, oh, my God, I want that. And so I went over to the uh, Surface site, microsoft.com slash Surface, and I've got to warn people to go there. If you go to that page, you're likely going to get mesmerized. So, um, you know, approach with caution, because this is one of the coolest technology advances I've seen in, in, in a long time. It is. It's really cool. And I'm going to put a correction. It was just collateral, not collateral damage. Um, but, yeah, definitely worth seeing. Do you have the, uh, the URL for our, uh, for our listeners where they can go? Oh, yeah. It's on Microsoft.com slash Surface. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Simple product, simple URL. <laughs> it is indeed. It sort of actually takes me back to, you remember the old video games from back when we were kids that were actually on a, on a tabletop, except uh, a lot cooler. Well, um, yeah, this is this is a little stronger than Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> um, Better graphic quality too. Also discovered, uh, it was in uh, it was in our paper, so you may have received it as well. Uh, Google and Jeopardy are going to be kind of pairing up <laughs> for, uh, for a little contest. I saw that, um, and I was actually going to enter it and get around to, to putting the little widget on my on my desktop and everything, but. I'm kind of scared, too, because it looks like one of those things you get addicted to really quickly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, they've, they've done things like this before, and yeah, that always sucks up uh, a lot of time. And if you counted the hours versus what you get as a prize, you, you have to kind of question, even if you came in first, did it pay for itself? Um, well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's probably true, much like the SEO song lyrics contest. <laughs> but at least that one is just fun. Um, Absolutely. And uh, you know when you're when you when when you're done playing uh, playing Minesweeper or, or Solitaire, well, what else are you gonna do? Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm I, I, I'm scared of getting addicted to that too. You know what? I oh. totally avoided it for that exact reason. I, I've had some friends get sucked into it, and I don't. Well, apparently there's, there's a whole section of the SEM community that's been sucked into it. I've been getting messages from people inviting me in, <laughs> and I feel horrible, like not. And I feel kind of stupid for not doing it, but I could see myself spending hours and hours and hours in yet another social network. Yeah, yeah. I think it just it sucks you in, and then and then and then you're gone. <laughs> Is there any value in links from those social networks? Uh, I think uh, I think we have somebody who may be able to answer that question for us. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I think he's on the phone too. Uh, Neil Patel from Pronet Advertising, um, probably one of the most known of the uh, in the SEO field right now and seriously making a name for himself through so, through social networking. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for joining us here today, Neil. No problem. Um, um, Neil, we wanted to talk about social networks, your use of social networks, your thoughts on them, links coming back and forth from them. And uh, before getting into any of that, 
one of the things that you're really known for is your use of dig and uh, your, your, your known love of the dig system. It's been a couple weeks since the big dig user revolt. Uh, do you have any updates on what's happening in there? Um, the, you know, it goes back to normal after a while. It's, it's past. People ignore it now. And, you know, they keep on going their daily life on dig. They submit stories, and they're hoping that it makes the front page. If it doesn't make the front page, they just keep on trying again. But usually, like most news, what ends up happening is it may be big for a day or two, but after a week or so, people forget about it, and everything just dies back down. So what's the value of being on the front page of dig? The main value is it's like you get a story on the home page, you can get thousands of visitors to your site, and more importantly, you can get thousands of links, right? And we're SEOs. So as we all know, if you get thousands of links coming into your site that are natural, you can get tons and tons of search engine rankings. And because, you know, Google's algorithm is so sophisticated these days and it's much harder to manipulate than it was previously, right? So the best way to get on the top is as we all, we all, or as we all know is links. And the best way to get links is pretty much through social sites like Dig and StumbleUpon and Delicious because you can get a thousand natural links at a quick pace. And if they're you know somewhat rich in anchor text, you can rank high for profitable keywords. Now, how long does the value of these these links last? I think they actually last quite a while. So with Pronet, we've probably been on Dig twenty five to thirty times, somewhere in that range. So a decent amount of times, and the majority of our links come from social sites. What ends up happening is the first six months when we got on these social sites, the links didn't really kick in. But after six months or so, we kept on getting on these social sites, and our links kept on growing you know, month after month at a very rapid pace. We started doing really well in the search engines and getting a lot of search love. So I personally think it's effective. And at one point, um, one of the articles I wrote was all the domains that Google owns, right? And mm-hmm. it got on Dig. It, it, all, it did so well that the piece was, I would say, that I wrote was mediocre, right? It was mediocre in the sense that it wasn't 100% accurate, and I knew it. So ZDNet <laughs> slandered me, and I was actually happy that they slandered me because it was a great link. Plus, they got on Dig for it, so I kept on getting tons of links. And then at one point, that article ranked, I think, page four on Google for the uh, term domains, you know, which is, I think, a pretty competitive term, and I wasn't even going after it. It was just domain was in the title, so. Now, would you say, like, you, you mentioned the, the links, and you can get um, a lot of links uh, from a system like Dig. Are you finding the biggest benefit, as far as the, the link weight itself, um, comes from these social networks, or do you find that you get a, a great sort of permanent link growth um, from sites that are finding you through social media, um, and then you know, just linking to you because they find um, it interesting or linking directly to, say, an article on your site rather than uh, to the article in Dig. So the best way or the best value from it, I would say, is if you get on the homepage of Dig, right, and you get thousands of digs, you're probably going to get, you know, a few hundred links from dig.com themselves. Those links I personally don't find too valuable. The links that I find valuable are those visitors finding you from these social sites coming to your site, if they like the content, they end up linking to you from their blog. And if you can get, you know, a few hundred of those people to do that and then people see their blogs and then, you know, the chain keeps on continuing more and more people link to you, I find that's valuable and that's what provides great growth. Now, Neil, you said that uh, it took about six months for you to start seeing um, growth of your own or ProNet's profiles in the social networks. In those six months, were you doing anything special to get more attention, to build more friends, or to, to gather more influence in, in these various networks? I was. So what I was doing is, and to clarify on your question, you're talking about within that six months, did I do anything to increase my odds of getting on these social sites? Well, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. So, yeah, so through friend building and stuff like that. So I was building friends on social sites, such as on Dig, you can add users as friends. So what I'll do is go out there, find users that are, let's say, the top 100 users and friend every single one of those, right? So that way, if I submit a story, the chances are one of those top 100 users or quite a few of them will actually vote on my stories. So um, do you find that when you go out and just solicit, you, you went after the top 100 users, um, and I'm, I'm guessing in your case, you might have known a few of them personally, but did you get a good response rate from people you didn't know? I did. So the way these social sites work is you don't necessarily know, have to know the people. It's similar to like a MySpace or a, 
you know, like a Facebook, where you go, you just find users that you think that are cool and interesting, and you just say, hey, add them to your friend. Some will accept and some will not. And in essence, with these social sites, the overall goal is if you add 100 people as your friend, hopefully 50 or 20 of them will friend you back, right? And then those are the great friends because they're like, cool, I've accepted the friendship. And what ends up happening is when you submit a story then, your friends, in essence, get notified that you submitted a story. And the way that they get notified is on Dig, the little... um, the dig button actually has like this little green star on it to show that, hey, your friends have dug a story or your friend submitted it. So then that way your friend's saying, hey, my friend submitted it and my friends vote on it, that means it must be good. So then they would vote on it, which would increase your chances. No, good answer and a great, uh, a great tactic. But moving aside though, is social media itself, and, and you're certainly an expert on this area, so you would know this, is a, a fairly new, as far as the evolution of link building specifically, um, it, it's a fairly new resource um, at our disposal. Um, and you also touched on the fact that Google's constantly changing. They're getting more advanced. Uh, a lot of the older tactics that were once highly effective uh, have lost any effect that they might have or, or certainly been, uh, been reduced. So if you had to, if you had to give us a, a prediction, where would you see this all going in, say, um, 6, 12 months from now? What is going to be the environment uh, down then, and what should we be focusing on now? Uh, to make sure that our sites are protected a year from now? The way I see it in, let's say, a year from now is the searchings are going to get more tougher. They're going to know that, hey, people are leveraging social sites and marketers are leveraging them for links, right, which is causing massive growth. And what I think that they're going to start thinking about is saying, hey, these links are coming in all at once. Should they count the same as people being naturally linked to? And the thing is with social sites are they're getting harder and harder to leverage each month, right? They're also growing more sophisticated, such as the delicious or stumble upon or whatever they may be. And because of this, it's harder to get links from. So overall, I think what's going to end up happening over the years are it's, one, going to be hard to get the links, and two, the search engines are going to look at it saying, hey, maybe these links shouldn't be worth as much as nat- or other forms of natural links. And the probably main reason for that is, is links from these social sites aren't necessarily 100% related compared to if a random person you know, reads a story on web design on bout.com, they're probably going to link to it if they're, let's say, a web designer, right? So in the long-term strategy, what I think that website owners are going to have to do is try to leverage social sites, but try to leverage more niche, uh, niche ones, right? Try to find ones that are more related to your audience or your website, and that way when you get on these social sites, you may not get tons of links, but the links you do get are more relevant. So what well, about when a social network actually becomes a niche itself? I, I noticed today, and this may be a bit of an assumptive question, but... Um, Neil, do you have any comment on eBay's purchase of StumbledUpon? Yeah, so I actually think that acquisition is quite interesting. I'm not 100% sure on how they're going to leverage StumbleUpon or tie it into eBay, but the main way that I see it is they're probably going to either do something where when visitors stumble based on you know their account and profile and all that kind of stuff and what they like, every once in a while they may start seeing more products or related stuff. That way, or hopefully, it'll increase the number of... Um, bids or sales going through ebay.com. Other than that, I don't really see how they're really going to leverage it, you know, unless they want to drive more traffic to their own audience or if they're just trying to build up their brand and diversify and stuff like that. But I just think it's a quite interesting way if they try to tie it into ebay.com and try to leverage more sales out of social media. Well, what is your, um, what's your gut saying about how you might be using upon in the future? I'll probably be using it the same way. So even if eBay changes stuff and tries to make it where they're trying to sell more products, this uh, the way I use StumbleUpon right now is you try to friend 200 people and try to get them to friend you back, right? Because with StumbleUpon, you're limited to 200 friends. The goal with StumbleUpon is when you stumble something, people with similar interests and your friends see what you stumbled. And that way, if your friends mark it with a thumbs up, you're going to get tons more traffic. And even if eBay starts changing things, I'm still probably going to use it the same way and try to leverage it to get more traffic and links, which is my overall end goal with StumbleUpon. Now, what, um, I was sitting here trying to phrase a question about, about use of multiple networks, but I think a, a better way to get into that is to ask you, what do you see as the most important 
networks now for marketers? In all honesty, I don't see there being one important network. So the way I see it is if you're in the political space, right, and your client's in the political space, the most important networks are probably going to be political-oriented networks, such as Netscape. Although there's tech users and stuff like that on Netscape, but for social media, Netscape is the most political social site out there. So that would be a social site that would be great for political you know, sites because you can get to the top a lot more easily and you can get tons more links from it if you're a political site because Netscape visitors or users actually like to link if it's a political story compared to, let's say, a text story. And it's just pretty much just targeting, like, right? Just like with media buys or old-school advertising, if you can target the audience and, you know, use all the demographics and all that kind of stuff, you can be successful. And it's the same way online. Well, given that, what, would, what advice would you give to um, service providers who want to, pro, to work on behalf of larger companies or corporations or, or represent their clients in the social network? So if um, in what aspect, as in trying to get the client, trying to leverage those social sites, or if that makes sense? Because with social sites, if you're a client, you could be, you know, how do you get those type of clients? Or are you asking how can they leverage them? Or You know, I guess I'm exploring how complicated the, the universe itself is um, from both a service provider standpoint and also from, uh, from the standpoint of the advertiser itself. Would you recommend that advertisers um, have a professional social network optimizer working on their behalf? I, I definitely feel they should, and you know, I am a bit biased because I am one of those individuals. <laughs> but <laughs> the way I see it is, is someone who specializes in that is going to know it much better than someone who doesn't. And the way with social sites or most companies, they try to go out there and say, yeah, I want to be on MySpace, and I want to get tons of friends, and I want to leverage that audience. But in all reality, is that audience right for you? It may be and it may not be. And the overall goal is if you're working with a social media optimizer or somebody who specializes in that, they're going to take your company, they're going to take your goals and what you're trying to achieve from the social space. It could be an increase in brand recognition with a younger audience. It could be increased sales. It could be increased traffic, right? Whatever it may be, the social media optimizer is going to have to dig through everything and try to find out, hey, these are the social sites that you should go after. And not just that, more importantly, how are you going to actually go after them and leverage them? Because that's the hardest part. You know, that's, that's a, a great comment you make, just like, you know, you and I don't, uh, don't drill our teeth when they get a toothache, um, you know, nor should a dentist try and do their own social media. Um, now, to get off just slightly onto um, a little bit more general, you were talking about relevancy, which I think is a, a great point to hit when we're talking about social media or, or any link. Um, but outside of the, the specific relevancy, what would you say if you had to sort of outline the anatomy of a great link, um, you know, as far as its long-term standings as a valuable link to a website, not just today, but, um, you know, sort of something that will be immune to Google's ebbs and flows of, of how they're calculating links and link weights. Um, if you had to sort of summarize the anatomy of that link, what would it look like? It would look like the ideal link or something that's going to be perfect and last forever. It's going to be something natural. If it's a real estate site trying to get links for, I don't know, real estate-related stuff, you'll probably, the ideal link would be other real estate sites linking to it naturally. It, various anchor text, it's natural, it's embedded within the content. There's none of this sidebar stuff or all pages or any of that kind of stuff. And I, I don't necessarily see their being one ideal type of link, I see it more as in having multiple links and tons of natural links that are so various that it looks natural. And I think that's the key, right? Because if you have 100 ideal links and they all look the same, all going to one side and they're pretty much the exact replication of each, there's something usually fishy, right? There's nothing that says a web design site is only going to get links from web design Resources. In most cases, there's going to be a ratio. It could be 80% of the sites leading to that web design site are web design related, it, and then the other 20% are random. It could be, you know, the other 20% could be blogs trying to be like, hey, you know, I designed my blog because I learned all these cool tips at this place. Now, I know we're, uh, we've, I've gotten my notification, so we're, we're kind of running a little lower on time, but I wanted to get in one more question to you because it's, it's just great to have you on the show. 
Um, and I think something that would be valuable to, to all of our listeners is if there's one piece, what do you think are, are sort of the one or two biggest pieces of misinformation um, regarding links, either tactics that everybody talks about is great that don't, or, or what are two things that you could send out into the universe as information uh, that might save a lot of people a lot of headaches? I think the biggest misinformation that a lot of people feel is, hey, you get hundreds of links and you're going to get a big impact, right? And that's not the case. Like with social sites, a lot of times, or just links in general, when you get tons of links, they take a time to kick in. It's like, because in most cases, people can go out there and buy hundreds of links and make them look natural. So Google and all these other search engines have precautions set in place or what I feel you know, are precautions, whereas in the links need to stay there for a while, you know, kick in and give it some time. And once you do that, the links are going to be much more effective. So people are looking for results right away with, let's say, 100 links, but that's not always the case. You're not going to get the results right away. You have to give it some time. And I think that's probably the biggest you know, misinformation I deal with because people come to me or clients come to me saying, hey, I want 100 links and that should get me ranking for this key phrase. And no, it necessarily doesn't. You could require less, you could require more. Or even if 100 is the magic number, it doesn't mean if you get 100 in one day that you're going to do really well because doesn't it look really funny when a site has maybe gets one link a week and all of a sudden in you know, a few days they get 100 links, right? So. Mm-hmm. Neil, um, we have uh, dozens of more questions and uh, faint seconds left of time before we have to go to break. If um, any of our listeners have any questions for you, um, where might they? You're you're around the you're around the globe speaking all the time. Where are you appearing next? I believe next is SMX Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, I will be at SES Toronto. I believe it is. I'll see and you then there too. After Excellent. that AMA, so I have three or four conferences this month that I'll be at. Well, Neil Patel of Pronet Advertising, thank you so much for being on the Alternatives. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week in Seattle, um, friends. Uh, we're coming back with uh, with the mysterious pre-sell page man. Uh, this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies on the Alternatives, sponsored by the ISCDN.org on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We'll be back in a few moments. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit paperpost.com and join the revolution. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash webradio. That's Ingenio.com slash webradio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. And now, transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Welcome back to the alternative, sponsored by the ICDN.org here on webmasterradio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger, joined by Dave Davies of Beanstalk-Inc.com. And we have a mystery man as our guest right now, known only as Pre-Cell Page Man, um, our guest has made a business of packaging and selling your, selling your marketing content hosted on another website. Uh, he'll put your page or your, your content, about four to 600 words of it, um, within well-written articles, um, making pages uh, to 
link to high page rank or link from high page rank pages to your site to promote your product. We don't know this guy's real name. He's uh, been doing the service for a little while. I do remember meeting him in New York. I think if I, if Mr. Mystery Man, pre-sell page man, you're the fellow who was auctioning off a .edu link at the um, SES uh, uh, New York Marketers Party. Yeah, that's true. Hi, Jim. Hi, Dave. Nice to see you. Hello, pre-sell page uh, man. I was the one who gave away um, one free EDU pre-sale page hosted on that 20-year-old EDU. And in fact, I might have another one, a free one tonight for those guys answering a special question if you allow uh, such competitions. I'm not sure because I haven't talked about that with Dave before. Well, that's interesting. Well, anyone who's listening in and anyone who's participating in the Webmaster Radio chat room, if you have a particularly good question for Presell Pageman, um, perhaps he has a, did you say 20yearplus.edu link? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it, it works the other way around. I got that one prize question, okay? And I got three EDU presale pages on the one of five 20 to 21-year-old EU sites. So I have one URL that I can give out to all you guys. And you have a simple email form there where you have to check, well, the right question, obviously, and to pick one of those five EDU sites. You want to get your page on for free for three months, including free content. So that's how it would work. But well, okay. Before we give away this... Um this URL that people can go and look at, maybe we should um, prime the pump a little and, and give people a sense of the value of such a link. Yeah, I think so. I just wanted to, you know, make sure uh, you know about this so we can plan in like a minute or so for the question. But uh, you had a pretty good introduction to what a pre-sale page actually is. Um, I'm specializing in hosting content, hosting marketing content on sites that are not, as you said, got very high page rank, but got a very high trust or trust rank. It's all about trust in Google these days. And you can buy page rank nine links for 400 bucks, maybe 350 if you buy them in bulk. That's not something that would really shoot you up to the top. And just as Neil mentioned a couple minutes before, it's not about quantity, it's about the quality of the links you get. You can have great results with three links uh, while your competitors suffer with 300 that they paid for acquired. So the value of having a page of relevant content that is hosted on a trusted domain, and trusted means, you know, we don't have a green or a yellow bar that tells us the trust that Google implies, but in general, people say old domains that have a lot of trusted backlinks that are EDU links, government links, and military links, and of course from big authority, commercial sites, are trusted themselves. That's how the trust rank patent actually works. It's a propagation of trust across the web graphs. So... In fact, all those really grandfathered old and crusty domains that are EDU domains of real universities. I'm not talking about those fake domains. I'm talking about real universities like big institutes across the United States have 100,000, 500,000, or maybe a million of different links from different EDU pages on the web. Those are the real trust bombers on the web. And if you have a page there linking to you, a trust rank patent says that you will get some of that trust. And that means your own site might have a little benefit because of getting a link from a PL3 or 4 or 5 of that page. But in fact, it will benefit from the trust that is transferred to your site from the trusted site. That's what we are after. Today. Now, Google itself has, has come out on a, on a number of occasions sort of saying uh, paid links and, and these sort of uh, 
uh, not proper. They're even building in mechanisms to A, detect it, and B, um, report it at this stage of things. Why would these types of, of sites or why would these types of pages um, not die with the detection of, um, you know, the automated detection systems or the reporting systems that they're, they're working on at this time? Uh, well, my take on this is you can only detect paid links if they look like paid links, okay? If you've got your links cluttered together in a footer or the navigational area, you don't need to be Googled to see it's paid for. And in fact, you don't even need to have any kind of image like paper post logo or an advertisement logo. You just need to uh, look at the geographical area on that website. If it's in a footer or a navigational area, it's worth less or even zero. Um, the, the links that you get on pre-sale pages are links within content. And most of the time, we're also linking with natural phrases. It's not about those two money words that you need to link from alone. As Neil mentioned, you, you need to have it varied. You need to have a natural link pattern. So the goal is to have links and maybe pay for those links, but not make them look like they were paid for. And that's the, well, the secret sauce or something of my business, what I'm trying to enforce, which implies that I'm not revealing any specifics about the site, that I'm not revealing the URLs to anybody except those guys that paid for, and they will see it at the latest point possible. Um, so I'm taking all possible measures for more than one and a half years to keep the inventory below the radar. That's the whole philosophy. I'm sending away a lot of business from people, you know, that say they need to see the site to buy a link. I uh, say, well, we want to do business and you won't get the link. So uh, it's not perfect, but pretty close. Well, I have, a, I have a question that was entered into the Webmaster Radio chat room. Um, okay. Dr. Madcow would like to know if these EDU links, if the trust rank for these EDU links is so high, why wouldn't they rank higher on orga in organic searches for the content than the site that, than his own site if he runs a newer site? Well, in fact, they do rank high, and sometimes they rank higher than the original site because those EDU sites are so trusted that pages get indexed within two days or three days. And most important, they start to rank for stuff. And you don't, you don't need 100 links to rank a page on such an old EDU site. So one important aspect of those pre-sale pages, especially on those old trusted sites, old commercial sites, but especially the EDU sites, is that you get a second entry point in the SERPs. The search results will have one article about you, about your business, about your services, about your product, talking about you and bringing traffic to your actual site from that page. That's where the name actually comes from. The pre-sale page is pre-selling the visitor because maybe that page is ranking on number two and you're num number three after a couple weeks or months. Okay, that would be, that'd be a great answer. I got, a, I got another one from Creator. If you, if you are a large brand that is migrating to a new domain after doing 301s, should you try yeah. to inform people linking to your old branded domain, or should you just start over? Uh, say that again, please. If you are a new brand and start with a new no, If domain. you're a large brand that's migrating to a new domain or to new domains okay. after doing your 301s, should you try to inform people linking to your old branded domain, or should you just start over? If you're a really big brand, you can't really start over with getting all the links or even inform all the people to link to you. You have to three or one. <laughs> That's a very good, a very good point. Yeah, I guess if you're if you've got thousands of of links coming in, uh, it would be extremely difficult and probably not worth the efforts to try and contact all the people that. Uh, that are doing it now. I have another uh, another question for you here, pre-sale page mm -hmm. man. In the um, 
it, we, we were just, you know, we've been discussing the actual value of, of a page and stuff, but as we discussed a little bit with Neil, um, I'd like to get your take on the value of a link itself. What anatomy, now you're, you're putting up, say, a 400 to 600 word um, article. You've obviously done some testing, found this to be a, a, a good solid amount of content to, to build the relevancy to link through, strong enough that in some cases it outranks its target page. Um, what is the anatomy of a, of a good link? If you wanted to, to help your buyer maximize the value they're getting from that page, how are the links built on that page, um, and, and how are they directed to the site? The best link you can get is a link in relevant content, and to maximize that, it's a natural link. It's not about payday loans in an article about payday loans. It's something like maybe even a long tail uh, of saying about payday loans. Maybe it's something that you wouldn't want to pay for, but in fact, you want to have natural links in relevant content to make them not stick out. And you want to have good co-citations with your link. You want to be mentioned with another great site. This might be, I don't know, the IRS, it might be Webmaster Radio, it might be Google, whatever um, industry you're in. That's my perfect link. Good answer. Now, something we did cover as well, and I, I want to make sure to, to get this in there and, and cover it with you as well. Um, and with Neil, um, we had asked what, uh, what sort of misinformation do people have. And here we're getting into a, a more broad scope of... Uh, of link building, but I know uh, I know you certainly know your fair share in, in just link value, even outside of hosted content. Um, yeah. So, what would you say um, is some of the misinformation that is out there in regards to you know um, tactics that work that you you've seen across the net that these tactics work? You know from practice that they don't. Um, if you wanted to save some of our listeners from from making some of the the critical mistakes that that often um, new SEOs or new webmasters will. Uh, in their link building efforts. Yeah, definitely I need to chime in with Neil who said that the big misinformation is that it's not qual quality but quantity. It's the 100 link thing. And there are some pretty good examples out there on the web. Uh, just a couple days ago I bought an ebook for $7 that taught me how to get 20 EDU links per hour. Can you imagine how many EDU links I could build within a day? You Do you that think back? that's something worth? No. Because they just told you how to find blocks on EDUs and spam those blocks ethically. And obviously, not a single of those links would work. And it's the same meme. It's about quantity. All the time people think, okay, I need to get 100 links of that type, PR5. Give me 100 PR5 links for $100, and I'm going to rock or get me 20 EDU links per hour for $7. That all sounds great, but in actually, that, that's, that's a big mistake. It's not about the quantity. You want to get one EDU link in one week, and maybe two .com links in one week. So have three links in one week. You might do perfect. You might do great, unless you're in a really, really competitive niche. But... Three links per week are a great result for a pro link builder. If you get one of those Link Ninja teams to build links for you, you won't get any more links like five or maybe ten a week, and that's perfect. Uh, you can use any of those other strategies to get a, a more, let's say, a link noise pattern, just as um, Neil mentioned about the social media side, because mixing is always great. But in general, the big misinformation is it's not about quantity. You don't need 100,000 links. And Yahoo only has a million links because it's around for 15 years or something like that. Everybody's linking there. So that's my take on this. Now, uh, Freesale PageMan, I'm curious. How do you get these links from EDU sites? Like, uh, in, in your answer, I mean, I don't want you to give away your, your entire business strategy, but... Yeah. How do you get them, and how can you ensure that they're going to stick around with longevity? Yeah, that's another nice story, because just uh, some days ago, 
that the guy Joe something wrote about getting EDU links for free that stick around for four weeks. And we all know that, you know, links that are there for four weeks are worthless. I do have a personal contact person in each university, each institute. I have one guy or girl running around for me and making sure that the stuff sticks, that the stuff stays up. And we had situations with complaints and, you know, competitors and all that crap where it was taken down temporarily for, for a day or two. And I do have people inside the organization making sure it sticks. And I, of course, make sure they can do so by not putting up, you know, crap like Viagra or pretty obvious advertisements. There's no JavaScript sneaky stuff or, or banners or any kind of stuff that you see around on the web on, on EUs these days. So that's the philosophy. Uh, yeah, personal contact, actually. It's not, it's not a new hack. It's not a trick that you can get a couple links with on Big. It's, well, it's work. Okay, well, folks, we have about two or three minutes left with uh, Presell Pageman. If anybody wants to get in on this, ask him a good question, get a good link contest. Um, now's about the time to do it. And before hey. we do, um, are you going to be back? Uh, you're speaking from Europe right now, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Are you going to be back across the water um, coming to any shows soon? Say it again? Are you going to be coming across uh, to North America? Are you going to be at any of the um, SES or search marketing shows soon? Uh, it's not such marketing show in June, but it will be the Webmaster World in uh, Vegas again in November for sure. And it might be the SES in August. I'm not sure on that because we're planning a big relaunch of the site with tons of great new features, and that will be just a release date. Well, I guess you know. You know what I'm fishing for here. What I what I want to know is, um, I love doing these charity gigs at the um, at the search marketing shows and the the ah, webmaster events. You. And if we're to do another one, would you uh, would you donate a link as a prize? Yeah, sure. You've been doing great at that night, so I will make sure we'll get a nice prize there. Yeah, man, that was so, too much fun. Okay. That was just too much fun. And and incidentally, anybody who was in that bar that night. Thank you so much. We raised thousands for that charity. Um, and Presell Page Man, you helped. Thank you so much for the donation of the link. And I'm afraid we're we're out of time on the segment. So I got to thank you so much for um, for being our guest. Was uh, so James? I guess we got, James, we got two on. questions in. You don't want to give away three one? Which one pages won? right now? I'm sorry. Do you want to give away three free EDU presell pages right now? Well, I was just just about to ask you on that. We had two questions that came in. Um, the first one was um, from Dr. Madcow. The second one was from Create. Um, which yeah. did you think won the prizes? How the prize win will go? You mean where to get the prizes? Well, we had two questions come in the chat room during the time you were on air. And yeah. um, you said you were going to give away a link or the links for uh, the best question. So no, no, what do you think? I'm going to give away the pre-sale pages for the best answers to my question, but I didn't have a chance to ask that question yet. Oh, wow. I so, so misunderstood. Well, why, don't you, why don't you ask the question then? Yeah, so there's one question that I have, and there's one URL where you have to fill in uh, your name and pick the site that you want to get on. So... I'm going to say that URL right now in line with a question. What do you suggest? Want to hear the question first or hear the URL first? Why don't you give us the URL? I'll put it into the chat room, and um, then you can say the question. Oh, that's great, because chat doesn't work here. So that's www.presalepageman.com slash promo. That's P-R-O-M-O. It's just a simple form with the question and the first three valid answers that submit this form will win the free hosting for three months on one of the EDU sites that you pick on there. As a site from 1987, 1986, some 1988 sites, so five EDU sites you can choose from. And the prize question is, which of the following names is not 
a synonym for pre-sale pages? Is it hosted marketing page? Is it content hosting? Is it deep link? Is it sidewide link? Is it Google Bomb? Or is it link bait? And multiple answers are allowed and possible here. So you have to check all that apply. Accept the terms and conditions. Make sure that site that you want to get linked to from the EDU page complies with the site requirements of pre-sale pageman. And then you hit yes, I want a free pre-sale page for three months. And that's it. The first three valid, correct answers will get their pre-sale page. Rocking. Well, pre-sale page, man, thank you so much for being a guest on The Alternative. Um, You're welcome. We're going to have to go to a break for a few minutes. We're coming back with Rebecca Kelly from SEO Moz. And if anybody could talk about how to play with links, I, I think Rebecca. Rebecca is one of those folks. Um, this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies for The Alternative, sponsored by the ISEDN.org on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. And now, transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Well, welcome back to the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, Dave and I are, uh, are privileged to be joined by the delightful Rebecca Kelly from SEO Moz. If there's anyone out there who knows how to mess with links. And how to have fun getting links coming to the site. It's Rand and Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca Kelly, welcome to The Alternative. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of a last-minute addition, so thanks for jumping up to the plate and, and, and coming in. Yeah, that, this is definitely a, a surprise, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I, think, um, I think it's safe to say that uh, SEO Boz is uh, a master <laughs> master company at, at getting links into their site and then likely into their client sites. What are some of the fun things that you all have been doing to, to prompt people to link to you? Um, to link to us or to link to our clients? Well, let's start, let's start to link to you and then move into how SEOs can, can use some of these ideas to, to, get them to help get links to their clients. Um, well, you know, uh, Rand loves, loves him some link bait. So we do do a lot of link bait. Um, a lot of people think that everything we do is link bait, but that's definitely not the case. Uh, but Rand does write blog posts with kind of, um, you know, the mindset of getting links to it, but not necessarily as explicit link bait. Um, for example, today he put up a post about Shoe Money's blogging versus our blogging, and um, 
that got quite a discussion going, and I undoubtedly will get links to it. So, you know, we kind of like the not quite controversy, but kind of like to encourage discussion among SEOs, and we get a lot of links that way by writing stuff that, you know, kind of presents an interesting dilemma or, or kind of an interesting viewpoint and then kind of see the links come in. Now, you touched on for um, clients as well. What is, say, one of the, the best of the tactics you have found uh, in regards to linking to your clients? And let's go with, we'll, we'll leave reciprocal link building aside if you even get into that, but um, when you're building to a random client, Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the tactics you would use, or, or if you need to make an industry-specific to properly answer it, that's great, too. Uh, some of the tactics that you would use or, or recommend using that would apply to the most people. Uh, well, we definitely try to be creative and um, kind of, depending on what our client does, you know, we will try and do some sort of a viral link bait campaign for them. Um, you know, we'll write some sort of compelling content, get it out on Dig, you know, uh, Reddit, try to hit those social bookmarking, social news sites. Um, We've got some pretty good uh, Dig and Reddit users here with um, fairly good accounts, so we try and, you know, get into the mindset of the typical uh, young 20-something digger or Redditor and and basically just try and shape – um, content into something that they'll find appealing. And, and usually it's successful. You know, sometimes it's kind of mixed success, but, um, you know, usually gets a good amount of links. So how much of your staff time is dedicated to developing new content designed to get links coming into your, to your client stages? Uh, not a whole lot. It really depends on what the client wants. Um, some clients, you know, just want some consulting. Some want, you know, more... A uh, thorough package. So, depending on what the client, you know, signs up for, if they do want some sort of um, content creation, link bait, you know, development and launch, then we'll go ahead and do that for them. So, um, you know, I think maybe like once every every month or every couple months, we'll have something, you know, that a client may want that we'll kind of try and get done for him or her. Now, as a as a master in this in this industry, and, and you're definitely one of the most respected of link building authorities, um, what would you say? A question I've asked um, all three of you now um, would be: What makes a great link? What is the anatomy? If you're wanting not just uh, to use links for rankings today, but you want this link to be to be holding its value or even gaining value um, down the road, what is the anatomy of that link? Uh, well, I think a, a really great link is one that. You know, you know that someone linked to you because um, he or she found whatever he's linking to to be just totally link worthy. You know, I've done a couple link bait. Um, I've had a couple link bait things that you know, when you get those links and you see the the commentary around that link, you know, it just you're so proud that you earned it. You know, it's not like a reciprocal link thing where you know it's kind of you scratch my back, I scratch yours thing. I mean, this thing was totally earned, you earned the respect of this site, they're totally vouching for you, and it's, it's such a good feeling when you earn it that way. Well, speaking of earning respect for link bait, um, you've put out two cartoons so far after SES shows. <laughs> um, I've done three cartoons. What? Three cartoons? I've wow. Three. Um, yeah. You lose count after a while, you know. Um, how do you... Uh, <laughs> this is a live show, folks. Um <laughs> What was the response on that? Are you still getting a really strong response for using the, the... Are you getting a stronger response every time, or is that response diminishing a bit? Um, you know, I definitely think that, um, you know, I, I used to go to the conferences, and I would do the, the kind of stuffy, well, here's what happened at this session, and, and this is what so-and-so said. And then Rand was like, you know, everybody else is doing that. And by the time, you know, we end up getting it published, there's all these other conference coverages that's already up. Let's just do something different. Let's do a comic. So um, I came back from Chicago and I put it up, and you know the the response was huge. Everyone loved it, and I like I thought it was going to be horrible. I mean, I thought nobody would think it'd be funny. I was pretty much writing all these stupid little comments because I thought they were funny, but um, it went over really well. And the, the next two were were equally successful, maybe slightly less than because it wasn't quite so novel and people were expecting them. But um, I think mostly a lot of people appreciate it if they've been to the conference, um, and especially if they're in, you know, the, the comics. But uh, non-attending SEOs certainly find it humorous, too. 
which is very nice because you know I like getting a smile every now and then. Do you think you're Do you think you're accurately reflecting the personalities of the people you give comments to? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare, you know, try and objectify someone or reduce him or her to a one-dimensional quality. I would never do that. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> no. Every picture you got of me has a drink in hand. <laughs> well, I mean, is that saying something about me or saying something about you here? <laughs> There's something about your camera. Hmm, maybe. Um, if I can jump in here, sorry to, to interrupt this, this little interlude, but to bring it back around um, to, to a question that I, I'm quite interested in, I'm sure our listeners are as well, the future of link building. Uh, like we, we, we've discussed with Neil and, and then again with, with pre-sell page man as well a little bit, um, but sort of the changes that are happening in Google, and it, it's constantly adapting and dealing with paid links and dealing with reciprocal links and you know, varying the weights of them all. What is, in your opinion, the future? Let's take a look ahead at 6, 12 months from now, a long time from now in, in uh, the search engine world. What is the future of it? Are there, do you see trends that are going to become stronger, uh, different types of links that are going to start to gain weight? I mean, you, you've touched on the obvious one there. Um, which is just the natural ones that people happen to link to you because they really, really like you, but tactics that we can, as SEOs or, or as, as website owners, can utilize um, to really to really work it in long-standing links uh, and, and to prepare for the future, or is social media that answer? Um, I definitely think that social media should be leveraged while it's, while it's available. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last. Like you said, I mean, six months from now, Something can change, but um, right now I feel it's kind of an untapped resource. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I actually wrote a post about this a while back um, saying, like, I don't know if it's a, ba- uh, a bad thing because, you know, more and more people will kind of catch wind of it, and then, you know, all these social media, Web 2.0 sites will get flooded with, you know, links and, and just totally become crap, and then the search engines will end up discounting those links. Or, you know, if you know, um, it's a, it's kind of an untapped thing, and you should get it while it's hot. But uh, we definitely do try and try and leverage that. We're we're pretty Web 2.0 friendly here, um, so we we do try and hit those because, like you said, I mean, who knows what's going to change in the near future? So um, I think that you know you really do need to adapt to whatever changes are going on in the industry and um, take advantage of. That sounds kind of bad. Like, not in a bad way, but, you know, take advantage of your opportunities as they arise and then adapt to them when they change. Now, what would you say? One, I know we've only got a couple minutes left. I know Jim's got some questions, and and so do I, so I'm just going to launch into this one as quick as I can. Um, What would you say is one of the biggest pieces of misinformation um, that is out there that could hinder or or, even just waste a, a ton of time um, for some of our listeners and, and webmasters and website owners as they're trying to get into, into their link building? Well, you know, I think that um, the whole quantity over quality thing is, is, you know, kind of ridiculous. I mean, there are links that are more valuable than others. Obviously, you know, doing the whole, like, mass link submission thing, you know, we'll submit your links to all these search engines or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so trite. I mean, I think that everybody... You would think everybody is aware that that's just garbage, but I mean, some people surprise you, and I get a lot of emails asking about, you know, submitting to this and that, and a lot of people just kind of get the idea that your site needs X amount of links in order to be successful, and that's not necessarily the case by any means. So next week, SMX conference. Um, SEO Moz is the co-sponsor of the SMX conference. Is that correct? Uh, no, that is not correct. We are not co-sponsoring it. Oh, <laughs> well, we're, you can't depend on the media for information. Um, I wish you all get, you are going to get your to the end. You're, you're probably the most prominent firm in uh, in the Seattle area, Pacific Northwest area. Um, how big is your involvement going to be next week? How big is our involvement going to be? Yeah. Um, well, Rand is going to be speaking um, on a social media panel, I believe, or link bait, or something that he does very well. Uh, and Jane and I will be attending the conference, and then the rest of uh, my coworkers will be uh, sporting the expo passes. So you'll probably see them um, at you know after conference fun- functions and stuff like that. 
Like so, I really look forward to seeing you all next week in Seattle, um, catching up with the SEO Moz crew. And um, Rebecca, we're we're out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That was Rebecca Kelly from SEO Moz. Um, this is uh, Jim and Dave on the Alternative, and again, we're out of time. But this was a great show. We had Neil Patel, Presale Page Man, Rebecca Kelly. We're coming back at you next week, just after the um, SMX show in Seattle with. Uh, well, we know for sure we have Look Smart on. Um, power to the people. Check back with us next week. Um, on behalf of the ICDN, ICDN.org and WebmasterRadio.fm, uh, this is Jim and Dave signing off. Talk to you soon. <laughs>